Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What is up? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily. This podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX. And here's where we keep you updated on everything that goes down in hip hop music culture. I am one of your hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A-Dub. And it was not the greatest weekend in hip-hop music culture at all. Okay, so Travis Scott's Astro World Festival went down this weekend, and unfortunately, tragedy struck. People lost their lives, hundreds of people injured. Things just went horribly, horribly wrong. The intentions of the festival were good, but it just wasn't executed the right way and tragedy happened. So we kind of wanted to break down everything that went down, give a bit of a timeline and talk about some of the aftermath of what happened and basically where things went wrong, where things could have been done differently and just how to better approach this moving forward. Let's dive into everything that happened at Astro World Fest. Okay, so Friday night, November 5th, there were around 50,000 people in NFG Stadium out in Houston for Astro World Fest. This is something Travis Scott has done in the past. The festival has been lit before. It was sold out this year, so everybody shows up. Great intentions, thinking things are going to go well. And then around 9 p.m., Travis gets on stage. He starts his show, and that's when just all hell breaks loose, man. What happened? Yeah, it looks like... Um... A bunch of people were just crowded. Like, of course, we saw everything with the videos posted. So not we didn't really know a lot of what was going on while it was going on. But the videos show like people are super, super crowded, super packed in. Um, people are like people are saying they're passing out. There's people trying to get on stage to like tell camera people and tell Travis, you know, to stop the show. People are dying. All this is going on in the crowd. And some people are showing clips of like, well, Travis Scott had like, I guess before had stopped his set for like somebody throwing a shoe at him. So people were like, why can't he stop the set first people actually dying. And then people were like, Travis heard what was going on and still didn't stop the show. So it's everybody's videos getting posted like throughout this past weekend and still like today. So I'm trying to, it's difficult to piece everything together at the chronological time, but um, it looks like it was just a bunch of chaos, a bunch of mess going on. But the biggest thing is that Travis did not stop the show. So people yeah. still kept dying and things like that. So, yeah. So to draw the timeline out a little bit around 915, that's when people started to kind of rush the stage. So everybody's like compressing towards the front of the stage and it looks like legit a stampede. If you see the videos from the festival everybody's running towards the stage. People have broken down a barrier to actually get into the stadium. And those people that broke down the barrier basically started running towards the stage. 
And that's what caused people to start getting trampled, pushed, shoved into the ground, sustaining all types of different injuries. So that started around like 915. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in those videos. And then there's other videos that are going around where people are having seizures in the crowd. Now, there's various different accounts of what started happening. They're also saying that drugs were being injected to people in the crowd. People were taking drugs from other people. There was reports of lace drugs. So you also have that at play while people are stampeding towards the stage at Travis. So both of those things are happening at the same time. And as these people are passing out and having seizures, you see an ambulance starts to make its way through the crowd. Now, this is the point where things just went even more wrong. They were already going horrible, but this is where things just went even more wrong. So as the ambulance makes its way through the crowd, there's a video floating around of Travis noticing this ambulance. Now, I will say, people have passed out at concerts before. It's a thing with huge artists. It's a thing at festivals where people are taking various types of drugs. So... Travis may not have realized like, oh, this ambulance means that there's serious things happening around. Like this is not just an ambulance on the side and people are bringing somebody over that's hurt or whatever. This is an ambulance that's driving through the crowd. So as he sees this, um, he basically asks about it. He's like, what is that? If everybody good, put a middle finger up in the sky. Okay, what my guy, man? Come on. If you can hear them, they're shouting his name to get his attention to show him that there's an ambulance coming because people are hurt. Two hands to the sky. That's him shrugging two it off. Two hands to the sky. Two hands up. Y'all two hands up. Y'all know what y'all came to do. Chase me. Let's go. Whoa. I'm gonna make this motherfucking ground shake. Goddamn it. And then he proceeds to go into performing the next song. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, not not the greatest looking scene at all. So there's fans in the crowd yelling his name. Now, if you're a rapper on stage, you're not going to think that they're yelling your name because something's wrong. You're going to think that they're yelling your name because they're at your concert. So there's right. fans in the crowd yelling for him. Then two members of the team or the crew come on stage and they're trying to alert him to something. But he's not listening. When you The part where you hear him say, yeah, yeah, whatever, all that. That's what he's saying to the crew that's trying to tell him something. Mm-hmm. Then he goes, if you good, put two hands in the sky. The whole crowd puts two hands in the sky. So he continues on with the show. So everybody's coming down on Travis for this. And rightfully so. There was so many uh, chances and different uh, parts of the equation where he could have been like, wow, okay, something is not right here. Something is amiss. But on the flip side of it, it's just like all of these things compiled up together make it easy to mistake what was happening for just a regular time at the concert right yeah things of like you know hands up you know calling the name like all that makes sense of like regular things you do at a concert when everything's okay so there's really no chance to really kind of give like a a big sign language or action that you know something else is going on of course you got 50,000 fans and you on stage and you trying to put on the show you're not I think you should think the worst can happen, but I also be like, well, you just want to do your set and have fun. But in the other sense of another clip I saw where it was more on the camera people and two fans got up there and were like telling them that, you know, people are dying to stop the show. Oh, the camera yeah. was acting like he couldn't do anything, but everybody in the comments was like, you know, those headsets um, keep in touch with everybody. So they could have like talked in that headset 
to say something and the cameraman still didn't and he was like you know I can't do anything yada yada so yeah that video was heart-wrenching too if you hear the audio from that as a matter of fact let's play that because that was just disgusting okay let's hear that there's a girl and a guy um, climbing up a ladder to the stage, yelling at the cameraman, someone's dead over there, someone's dead over there. Stop the show, someone's dead, if you, if you can make that out from the audio. So once that cameraman learned of that, he just really just looked back, started looking back at the monitor like, okay, I can't do nothing for you. And mm -hmm. I thought that was really um, a tragic point in the situation as well because even if you can't run on stage and go grab Travis as a cameraman, you can alert other people in the crew to what's going on. So that was another point where things went more wrong than they should have went at that time, for sure. Yeah. To be completely fair, I don't know if he was really listening to what they said, to know that they said, look, somebody's dying. But if you have someone climbing up on stage shouting at you, in distress the way that these kids were, you should probably take the headset off and listen to what that they what they were saying. Right, exactly. Because not everybody, everybody knows not to get on the stage like that. So to think that people did get up there and trying to do something, it's got to be serious. So, Right. So at about 9.38 p.m., that is when they, so at about 9.38 p.m., that is when they were figuring out what was happening. And that's when they declared it a mass casualty incident. And then about 55 Houston Fire Department units responded and started performing CPR on all of these different people in the crowd. And it just went, it just went a bad, even more bad from there. Yeah, so when the news started to spread, it was reported that 17 people were transferred. Blah. It was reported that 17 people were transported to the hospital, with 11 of them being in a state of cardiac arrest. And then you got around 300 people were also estimated to have been treated on the festival grounds at a makeshift treatment facility. So clearly a lot was going on yeah you're talking about hundreds of people injured at once ambulances not being able to get through the crowd show still going on it's there's a lot happening here and um astro and astro world was quick to release an official statement they said our hearts are with the astro world family tonight especially those we lost and their loved ones. We are focused on supporting local officials however we can, and with that in mind, the festival will no longer be held on Saturday. As authorities mentioned in their press conference earlier, they are looking into the series of cardiac arrests that took place. If you have any relevant information on this, please reach out to at Houston Police. Thank you to our partners at the Houston Police Department, Fire Department, and NRG Park for their response and support. So that was kind of the the first response from anybody official with Astro World Fest. And then after that came Travis's response. So yeah, what Travis had to say was he said, "I'm absolutely devastated by what took place last night. My prayers go out to the families and all those impacted by what happened at Astro World Festival. Houston PD has my total support as they continue to look into the tragic loss of life. I am committed to working together with the Houston community to heal and support the families in need." Thank you to Houston PD, Fire Department, and NRG Park for their immediate response and support. Love you all. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. this is where I see um, some of the smoke that people have for Travis after this because it basically echoes the sentiments of the Astro World Festival official statement. And while that's not a bad thing, nothing really sounded genuine, personally affected by this, personally apologetic. It really just sounded like 
okay, copy and paste the other statement with a few extra words in there. Like, I get PR has to do their job. They have to make sure you say it to where you're not liable and all of that. But I feel like you can still do your PR but be genuine at the same time. And that, to me, was just a very cold first statement. It was really just like, all right, we have to put something out, so let's hurry up and put this out. And I get you're dealing with the impact of everything that just happened, but still, that was just... That was that wasn't enough at that point, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. That statement, it was basically like the same thing you just read from the Astroworld official statement. So I guess he decided to do another statement and did like a video. But I feel like that wasn't even better either because yeah. like fake crying and things like that. So let's hear that. Send out prayers to the to the ones that was lost last night. We're actually working right now to identify the families so we can help assist them through this tough time. You know, my fans, my fans like, my fans really mean the world to me and I always just really want to leave them with a positive experience. And anytime I can make out, you know, anything that's going on, you know, I, you know, I just stop the show and, you know, help them get the help they need, you know? Um, I could just never imagine the severity of the situation. Um, we've been working closely. Uh, we've been working closely with everyone to just try to get to the bottom of this. The city of Houston, HPD, fire department. You know, everyone to, uh, you know, help us. Help us figure this out. So if you, if you have any information, um, you know, please just contact your local authorities. Um, everybody, continue to just keep your prayers. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly just devastated and I could never imagine anything like this just happening. And I'm gonna do everything I can to keep you guys updated and just keep you guys informed on what's going on. Um, love you all. So that was his entire video apology. Now I did think that that was better than what was put in the actual text statement. Um, but, uh, I, I still felt like it was more about driving home the point of we're working with Houston PD. Didn't know that this was what was happening. Like I get all of that. I really do. But I just think people want to hear you speak kind of more from the heart as opposed to, all right, I got to hit these bullet points, like still hit your bullet points, but really talk about it. Like, yo, that was messed up, man. I didn't know that that was, ha that that's what was happening. Like, just talk to us how you talk to us. And I know people were criticizing um, him for basically, they were saying like, oh, he trying to sound sad or he don't even look really sad or he looked like he's faking it. And I don't really think that that was fair because, you know, people show their emotions in different ways. Like, some people are not going to get on IG and cry. Some people are just not that hysterical when emotional things happen. So I don't think that part was fair, but just, I just wanted it to, um, to, to feel a little less like, all right, I got these bullet points in Microsoft word in front of me that I got to hit and make sure I say those things and more like just from the heart. Yeah. I agree with that one. Cause I feel like people can tell when people are like genuine and things like that, or at least trying to, come off in a way of like, oh, I care about what happened. Cause you know, like if you are truly upset about something immediately, you're not going to rush to a camera right. to film it. So, but so he has to like try to put that, you know, he's not laughing during the video. He's like somber, just like we are. Like we're trying to keep a somber tone 
about something serious where usually this podcast would be laughing cracking jokes so mm-hmm. you just gotta people gotta read people right the right way but Travis at least he said something he got on camera and said something yeah the main thing though is just really helping out however you can like when when they say that I really want them to take that to heart like the festival the festival organizers Travis Scott some of the performers like anybody that was really involved in it should really be trying to help out not just the families of the people who passed away though that's the most important part but the other people affected too because you had hundreds of people who were injured and some of those people injured badly. So they have hospital bills and they have stress and they're going to, you know, have post-traumatic stress from this. All of that. There's so many different people affected by this. So I just feel like they should they need to do everything within their power to help those people out. And then you have some people like Roddy Rich who came forward and said, oh, I'm going to donate all of the money I earned from this festival to the families that lost somebody. So you have things like that going on. Um, and there needs to be more efforts. Like I know Travis said that he's uh, he had the police looking for the families of all of those people. Well, those names are out now. So he should have already he should have called them by now. Like they he should have they should have all spoken to Travis Scott by now. Just off rip. Just if you really genuinely care about what happened. Like and I know this all 100 percent does not fall on him for sure. He's one person. He's not. Travis wasn't the one getting the security personnel who were guarding the gate. Travis is not the one who organized the logistics. So you also have these other companies like Scoremore, Live Nation and all of them who are all wrapped up in this as well and share that blame with Travis. But it's across the entire board. It's not just him. So we want to make that clear as well. Yeah, exactly. Now, speaking of people being held responsible about uh, the now speaking of people being held responsible across the board, there are some lawsuits in place now, right? Yep. Travis Scott and Live Nation have just been sued um, by somebody that is alleging they were injured during Astroworld. And this is the first claim of what may prove to be many more to come. So the guy is named Manuel Suoza, and he um, he's the first one to actually put out a lawsuit and to report some claims about what happened to him at Astroworld. Um, due to like he's alleging that both uh, negligence and gross negligence on behalf of Travis, Live Nation and others that he listed as defendants in the in the case. Yeah. And he's the one that's suing for one million dollars. And then you also have another lawsuit going on, too. Right. Yeah. A second lawsuit has also been filed against Travis Scott and Live Nation. But it's a third party that has been named as a defendant in this claim. And that would be Drake. So. A person named Christian Paredes is suing Trav, Drake, and Live Nation for negligence as well because, you know, Travis did bring up Drake as a surprise guest. Yes. So now they're suing Drake because he was part of it too. Yes, and when they roped Drake in and they named Travis to, like, the reason why they said both of them is because as those ambulance were coming and as people were trying to alert that there were things going wrong in the crowd – Travis was basically hyping up the crowd more like, oh, we want to shake the room. We need you to make it go crazy. Same thing with Drake. Now, I see why both of those actions were detrimental at that time. But again, going back to these are regular things that happen at the concerts. So they don't see any reason at that time why they shouldn't be doing those things that they always do due to the lack of knowledge of what's going on out in the crowd. So it's just a a horrible mix of things going wrong at the same time. But that is why they're naming both Drake and Travis in that suit. It's interesting to see how this is going to play out. Like if Travis and Drake and Live Nation have to like pay these million dollars in these uh, legal cases, or is it going to get ruled out by something with like good lawyers or what they're going to do. But I feel like 
definitely Travis has to do something to, you know, the people in the families of the people who passed away and like got injured. But when we bring lawsuits into it, that's getting more money in this situation from this festival. So it's going to get messy. Yeah, and they're accusing Travis of actually knowing what was going on during this whole debacle. Like in the Sousa lawsuit, he said there's every indication that the performers, organizers, and venue were not only aware of the hectic crowd, but also the injuries and potential deaths that may have occurred. Still, they decided to put profit over their their attendees and allowed the deadly show to go on. Now, I also partially agree with that statement because though the people that were on stage performing may not have known at that time, there were crew members out and about amongst the crowd that knew what was going on and they could have alerted these people. And that that's where that's where it really, really gets tricky because it's like, all right, so who exactly do we make responsible here? Is it the crew? Is it? the festival organizers who created the unsafe environment in the first place where people were able to barricade and stomp people and trample over them. Like who exactly do you put that blame on? But these lawsuits are basically saying that all of them knew what was going on and they still decided to cancel and they still decided to proceed with the show. Right. So yeah, it's, it's going to be um, an an ongoing process, but we just want to most importantly, out of all of this information, just send out condolences to the people that actually lost their lives during this, because Travis getting blamed or Drake getting blamed or these companies getting blamed, like that's nothing in comparison to sending your child to a festival and them not coming back. Like there's, there's nothing that can compare to that. So want to send the condolences and prayers to the people that lost their lives during this festival. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, before we go too, I did want to say their names because I haven't been seeing them said across a lot of these platforms. And when you look at the ages of these people too, like it just, it gets even, even sadder. So Brianna Rodriguez, who is a 16 year old girl, um, she was a junior in high school. You have John Hilgert. He was 14. Franco Patino, 21. Rudy Pena, 23 years old. And Danish Beg, who was 27. So rest in peace to all of those people. They should not have gone to see an artist do a show and not made it home. That's just unacceptable. Yeah, exactly. So RIP, condolences. This has been a rough episode of DX Daily, but we will be back at you tomorrow with more daily news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.